This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Good morning. Welcome into the show. Bill Ryder with you. Thank you for being here. We are coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. Whether you're looking to purchase a new home or refinance yours, Rocket Mortgage can help you get there. For home loan solutions that fit your life, Rocket can hanging out with my buddy Tom DeCelestino, the executive producer of the show. Andrew Bogus will be here both of those dudes on Twitter at DCLCBS at Andrew Bogish. You can hit me up there as well. Sports writer, sports R E I T E R, my last name. Phone number 855 212 CBS. Uh, throughout the course of the next two hours, we're going to get into Jerry Jones' misplaced optimism. We'll have some NBA power rankings, a mini movie review of Bullet Train. Starring Brad Pitt, who D-Cell thinks should make more films. Houston Nutt will be on the program in an hour. Talk some college football, buy or sell. Tom Brady's perhaps quiet under the radar resurgence. Several things to get to. Good morning, Tom DeCelestino. Good morning, Bill. Happy hump day to you. Mm, Love the hump day. So you don't think Brad Pitt's making enough movies? Uh, no, I think he's too choosy, uh, if you like that word. Are you a Brad Pitt fan? Are you a are you a Brad Pitt fan club member, if such a thing existed? Uh, I like his films. I don't like how he treated Jennifer Aniston when they broke up slash got divorced. But yes, I like his movies. Oh, yeah, because you're a Friends guy. Very much so. What I was trying to remember this yesterday. What is the uh, What was the rumor? Did he... Did he uh, hang out with Angelina Jolie yeah, while they he made, was... they made a movie together, I think. Mr. It was... and Mrs. Smith, yep, excellent you... film. But I'm asking, did he, um, was there was there some overlap in the marriage and the hanging out with Angelina? Yes, I think those are the rumors, yes. That maybe there was some, some cheating, for lack of a better, a better word. Uh, yes, I think you're on it, yep. Uh, I went to the University of Missouri, D-Cell, as you know, and so did you know Brad Pitt went there as well? I did not know that. And I lived in a little terrible, crappy little townhouse my sophomore year. And one night on a Thursday night, a bunch of dudes, older guys, I thought they were ancient. Looking back, they were probably in their 30s. But I thought they were 80 because I was a punk kid. Knocked on the door, all drunk, had all gone to school there, had lived in the townhouse next door and a little bit the one we were in and insisted they come look around. And they claimed they were Brad Pitt's roommates and they showed us photos of Brad Pitt in my place. So I lived in the same place as Brad Pitt in college. I mean, you guys are basically brothers. None of the magic, none of the magic wore off. Uh, speaking of needing some magic, Tom, we're getting a little NBA, a little bit NBA action to start the show. So I've got a column coming out 
any minute now, I'm told by sources, over at CBSSports.com. I've got seven or eight early reactions to the NBA season, and I have an NBA source, scout, insider, actual NBA employee, expert, who anonymously, I ran these early assessments, these early reactions to the NBA season uh, by this guy, smart dude, and he assessed my assessment, gave me a percentage that I'm right and kind of broke it down. So we're going to get into two of them, one in the Western Conference, one in the Eastern Conference, and, and the underperforming reality of not just two teams that were betting favorites to do some damage in their respective conference, the, the Warriors and the Sixers, but two of my picks to be really good. I thought the Warriors would win the whole thing this year, or at least, you know, I'll take that back. I think I took Milwaukee, but I thought that Milwaukee would have a battle against Golden State in the postseason. Obviously, that's many months from now. It could still happen. And I thought Philadelphia was going to be good. And do you remember, Tom, do you remember Cell when I was pushing Philly, when I was believing Harden had lost weight, when I was talking about Embiid's greatness, when I was praising Daryl Morey's acumen and some of the pieces he brought in, do you remember out loud what I said, why I should be doubting my own analysis in the moment? Oh, you know I do. Absolutely, I remember. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers was the coach. That was the one thing. So we're, we're going to get to two things. Here's the first one. The Warriors are in actual trouble. Now, normally in the NBA, you need about 20. Now they'll tell you, and by they I mean GMs, executives, coaches, coaching staff members, players. Who are, you need 25 games in the NBA in a season in order to make a proper evaluation of who you are, what you are, what you need, what you can do. We're about halfway at that point. We're not there yet. Not a big enough sample size. But the Warriors have not won on the road yet. Clay Thompson looks like an absolute shell of himself, offensively, defensively, the whole deal. The young players, because the Warriors are trying to transition to the future while still thriving from the old guard, that young core that was supposed to step up have been really disappointing. Jonathan Kaminga, who I really like, has not looked effective. James Wiseman, who I didn't love, but was drafted really high in that draft a few years ago in the first round, second round pick if I remember right, is going to make his G League appearance starting today. Everybody on that team has been utterly and totally underwhelming other than a guy named Stephen Curry. The Warriors are 6-8. and eight. They have gone from having last year's best defense in the league. And that's one of the things about the Warriors that I think goes underappreciated, underreported, under-discussed, under not understood properly, almost an under-understood, but you know, sort of hard to get off the old, the old tongue there, to the casual fan. As good as the offense has been over the course of their many championships and their domination for, what, almost a decade now, as electrifying as the offense is with the three-point shooting, Steph Curry and Clay when he was Clay and all of that, They've never won an NBA championship when they haven't had a top, I think it's even five defense. It's certainly top ten defense. They are an extraordinary, normally defensive team. It's a big part of what they do. This year, they are 24th in defensive rating and defensive efficiency, which is to say, defensively, they're an utter and total disaster. And so even though there's time to turn it around, even though we're seeing on a much smaller sample size sport in the NFL that the Packers are suddenly sniffing at the possibility of turning their season around. Now, they have an interesting game against the Titans tomorrow night, but it's a home game on Thursday Night Football. That usually means a win for the home team. And the Bucks, who don't have to climb quite the uh, the insurmountable obstacle, or at least the obstacle 
that the Packers do because the Bucks are in a much easier division. Tom Brady's starting to turn things around. If you can do it in a 17-game season, you can certainly do it in an 82-game season. I'm not necessarily writing the Warriors off. But Draymond punching Jordan Poole has been overshadowed by even uglier stories off the court in the NBA this year. That has to linger. The after effects have to linger. The young players haven't been able to fill the void. They don't have the same kind of depth they did last year. They lost some key players. And you've gotten Steph Curry, an all-time great playing at that level, but absolutely no help. And look to the Lakers to know that ain't going to be enough. You need a complete team. So my assessment early on is the Warriors are in deep, deep trouble. Here is my scout's assessment. He doesn't agree. He thinks there's a 40% chance that I'm right on this. And I'm just going to read you his analysis, and he's actually scouted Warriors games of this team. Quote, I don't think we've seen enough to say they're in real trouble yet, but what we've seen isn't particularly encouraging. Clay's been bad, his defense is never coming back, and those lineups have always been built on elite defense. Now Wiggins can do some of that, and another problem, he goes on, Clay can't shoot the ball either, but I do expect him to start making more jumpers. Do they have enough guys while they're waiting for the young guys to develop? Right now the answer is no, but I'm more convinced the starting five is so good they can withstand some of that and then get to the playoffs where it matters much less. So, Cell, where you come down here, and I actually kind of agree with the guy. Are you team the Warriors are in trouble and they're not going to make a deep playoff run, or are you team anonymous NBA scout who's nicely saying, Ryder, you're overreacting, they're the Warriors, sit down, shut up, pass the popcorn, and get ready for the Warriors to be fine? Uh, I am team the Warriors are in some trouble right now. Okay. I like it. They need this blend of the new guard and the old guard to kind of mesh together. And what we're seeing is Steph Curry is the only old guard who can still play at an elite level. Klay Thompson's not there. Draymond's defense is not there. And you ran through with that new guard. They are not playing to their capabilities that I think Steve Kerr and company think they can. Yeah, Kaminga's been really disappointing. I I mean, I've been saying this for a while. I love the dude's athleticism. I love... His upside, he j- it just isn't translating the way that it should. You're seeing a real regression, especially in three-point shooting from Jordan Poole. Moses Moody's another young guy that a lot of people on that team are huge fans of. I- I'm sort of agnostic on Moody, has not been great. Uh, Dev- Dante DiVincenzo is, um, is injured. He's been out. That's some of the death. They lost some guys. But you're right, Diesel. I think the, the fact that Draymond Green... And Clay Thompson look like shells of themselves it is a serious problem. And, and I don't think we should forget or dismiss the likelihood that Draymond Green punching Jordan Poole in the face did something to that locker room. One of the secret ingredients, the secret sauce of that team, was always a locker room that was positive, that was together. It was one of the best cultures in the NBA on top of having one of its best teams. Those things were linked. I'm not in that locker room every day, so it's speculation from my radio chair, but it certainly haven't covered the NBA. I, I, I would not, it doesn't f- feel like I'm on much of a limb to say that vibe, that culture, that togetherness, that comfort, which really breeds an ability for lower impact guys to make an impact, to deal with the pressure. Whether they're young or they're role players, the ability, the strength that culture created is probably gone or at least taxed. All right, that's number one. The second one, and this one will shock you, those of you that, that have been listening to me for a while, but the Sixers have to make 
a head coaching change. They they ju- they just do. Now, Joel Embiid is a historic level figure in terms of his excellence. And we just had a game few games ago where he almost scored 60 points. It was like 59 points, ton of rebounds, ton of blocks, ton of assists, the whole deal. It was an absolute masterclass in greatness. They had a resurgent James Harden until his injury. Tyrese Maxey is a really nice player. And Daryl Morey, who runs basketball operations, brought in Daniel House and P.J. Tucker, who's looked really bad, and several other guys that added some 3 and D components they really need. And yet that Sixers team is an absolute dud at what seven and seven. And before you say, well, Harden's hurt, and so that's you know kind of that's part of the thing. They were four and five when Harden went down. They still weren't very impressive. And the real frustration I would have if I'm a Sixers fan is not just the early on mediocrity of the Sixers. It's two things: one that they can control, and one that they're not taking advantage of that they can't. The thing they can control is just their nightly effort. If you watch, and I watch a lot of Sixers games because I'm just interested in that team. They don't run much of an offense. When Harden was out there, there was a lot of iso ball. You could see Embiid incredibly frustrated with the offense when Harden was playing. With Harden gone, it's still not working. And they just look, for lack of a better term, dispirited. They don't look interested and excited to be out there. They look beaten down 14 games into the season. That's on the coach. But the other thing, I think, that underscores they've got the wrong coach. Beyond the fact that that, that Doc Rivers other than one run in Boston, has been one of the most underperforming postseason coaches in NBA history. Other than that, little fact, the Eastern Conference, which is so crowded on paper, which is so interesting this year, and I think will be in the long run, is currently a lot more wide open than it should be. It is. The Nets are a dumpster fire. They got absolutely destroyed again last night against, what, the Kings. The Bulls have been underwhelming. They got some injuries, and Lonzo Ball is a, is a big piece of what they do, even though his name doesn't jump off the page. The Miami Heat are also in this sort of run of mediocrity. The Celtics shouldn't be performing at the level they are. They are, but they do. They did have to go through a transition in which they adjusted those players to a beloved coach, Ime Odoka, who's in this weird suspension but going to be fired thing. He almost become, became the Nets head coach. My point is, in a crowded, crowded East, there was an opportunity and an opening to give yourself a little separation, a little room, and Doc Rivers could not take advantage of it. Sometimes it's, I think it's fair to say it's a little too early to make these judgments. I don't think it is on the Sixers. This is who they always are when, they're, when there's opportunity under Doc Rivers. It doesn't work. I think it's time to move on from Doc Rivers. Vegas seems to agree he became the betting favorite. Now, it goes back and forth now, but he was the betting favorite to be the first coach fired when the odds got upset by, by Steve Nash. A reminder, these things can happen. And, and to my surprise, the scout that I surveyed agreed. Here's his answer. Quote, 100%. 100% agree. That always makes me feel good. It just doesn't work. It isn't working. It's different now, the scout went on, because James Harden is out, but at the beginning of the year, it was James Harden ball without peak James Harden. Sometimes voices fail. This happens. And outside of Minnesota, they look like the most miserable team in the league. The vibes are not good, and Doc just isn't very good. And Diesel, this is the thing that drives me crazy about Doc Rivers. I don't understand the magic powers he has, not just to retain these jobs, but to convince the average fan and people that he's an amazing coach. And if you watch the broadcast, they're constantly, what a coach. And he was in the 
what, 75 at 75, or they named the best 75 players in NBA history at the 75th anniversary. He was one of the 20 coaches out of 20 or whatever hell number. Most people, not everybody, but a lot of people in the NBA, if you talk to them around the league, do not think he's a very good coach. I know I've been harping on this for a while. Do you want to ride with Doc Rivers? Do you want to be the contrarian? Or are you with me and my anonymous scout that Doc Rivers got to go? Uh, no, I am not going to be the contrarian here. I know I play that card a lot. I am not going to ride with Doc Rivers on this one. I think he's been fortunate to coach a lot of talented teams in Boston and Los Angeles and now in Philadelphia, which has you know, enabled him to rack up some wins. I am not going to ride with Doc Rivers. Couldn't make an NBA Finals with, with, with Chris Paul as the guy. May only won one with the Celtics. I don't want to belabor this too much, and we got to get on to other stuff. I was, I was thinking this morning about Ben Simmons. And it's certainly his own issue and his own fault that he is that he is that he is struggling. And he played, I think, twenty or twenty-five minutes last night and, and looked again lackluster. I'm not making excuses for Ben Simmons, but the world's a complicated place, and there's all kinds of variables that go into things that, that occur. It's not just one thing or the other. And it struck me that that there, even though Ben Simmons has his own responsibility here, Doc Rivers destroyed Ben Simmons' confidence. Doc Rivers is notorious for, for throwing guys under the bus and, and for not connecting with his, his locker room the way that people say that he does. And Ben Simmons had a terrible postseason. Last time he played in a Philly uniform, he passed on a dunk. We all made fun of it. I certainly did. It was shocking. But it was Doc Rivers who went out there at a press conference and utterly and completely... Doc Rivers, who can't take an ounce of criticism or a fair question, who turns into something that he shouldn't, who's so thin-skinned, who went at Ben Simmons. And, and it's Simmons' fault. you got to be tougher. That's the deal. That's the world. That's life. That's a, to quote the godfather of the business you've chosen. But, man, Doc Rivers helped destroy that guy. All right, 855-212-4CBS is the phone number. I went super long because Diesel told me to. Let's do a mini-movie review of Bullet Train and hear Jerry Jones sound like he's doing a parody of himself next here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend, or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. 
That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. Come on, Tom. Why are you even playing that as a rejoin? What do you mean? I want you guys to be nicer to me. Buddy, we are nice to you. We embrace who you are, and we celebrate it every day. We can't help if you and your magic, if the the alchemy that makes you you, some of that is being oversensitive, which is okay. There's nothing wrong with that, pal. I think you guys have done that to me. I was not an oversensitive guy before I started working on this show. Oh, that's not true. Are you kidding? <laughs> Yeah. All right. Can we do? I know. All right. The way this works, we, we like to do some movie reviews, but we don't want them to be too long. So we, how, I have what twenty or thirty seconds, and then you buzz me. Is that how it works? Yeah. Let's go with twenty seconds. I, twenty seconds. Oh yeah, you're feeling pretty, pretty, <laughs> uh, pretty. Right, I got you. Be nicer, and I will get more time. I've got I've got bullet train in in, in, in the old the old chamber to to, to fire away at. Do, good morning, Andrew. Do either of you have a movie you want to review while we're doing this? Yeah, I'll I'll review one. All right, all right. Uh, Diesel. Uh, I have not seen a movie recently, so <laughs> I don't think I can participate. Absolutely shocking. All right, let's. Do, I'll go first. Bogus should go second. Let's do it. Shorter than the shortest attention span. Shorter than Kevin Durant's commitment to a team. And shorter than a movie trailer. It's Bill Ryder's Super Short Movie Report. Bullet Train, starring Brad Pitt, is a assassin murder mystery that's a farcical, over-the-top violence fest. Wannabe Tarantino film without the plot to support it, but it's incredibly hilarious and stylish. I was shocked how funny I found it. It's quotable. It's interesting. I watched it twice. My wife's obsessed with it, and there's all kinds of funny cameos. It's not going to win any awards or change the culture, but it's a great way to pass a Thursday night while you drink some beer, eat some popcorn, and say to yourself, man, that Brad Pitt is a movie star. I love the horn. You guys sold? I'm in. And I, you know what? I've seen commercials, previews for the movie. I was wondering if it was good or not, and I'm glad it's gotten the seal of approval from you. It didn't get... It's one of those movies, if I remember right, that the... Rotten Tomato score of critics was low and the audience score was high, you know, where sometimes they, they diverge. I found it, it's really, it's violent. There are some things where you're like, okay, that wouldn't have, It's very, very good. All right, that's good to hear. I'll put it on the list. DC will never watch it, and away we go. Uh, away we go. Uh, it's my turn. Yeah. Great. Thanks. Uh, again, it's always an honor to be here. Uh, I'm going to review not a new movie, but I saw it again over the weekend, and I like it. But do I like it too much? It's called Molly's Game, starring Jessica Chastain, and it's the story of Molly Bloom, who is Jeremy Bloom's sister, the Olympic skier, football player, controversial NCAA eligibility player. His sister found herself running a super exclusive high-stakes poker game 
in Los Angeles, A-list celebrities, sports, music, movies, television, eventually got on the wrong side of the mafia and then of the U.S. government and with no, no money and the help of a good, gracious lawyer fought her way through the court system, avoided any jail time, any real conviction, uh, and now I think just lives a cool life after reading, uh, writing a book about her cool life. And, uh, yeah, I'm a big Chastain fan, and she was good as always, and um, I, I enjoyed it. I feel like Diesel gave you more than the 20 seconds I was allotted. He That's did. my read. He, and that's too my many read. horns for my entertainment. I didn't sell that one well enough. You got more than the 20 seconds? Honestly, it sounded like a good movie, so I wanted yeah. to hear more from it. That's I think not how the it. segment works, Tom. Oh, my gosh. The segment works the way Tom wants it to work. Yeah. Thank you very much. So you're a big Jessica Chastain fan. Did you watch? She was in some movie, and I love trailers. And every trailer makes a movie look good. This right. movie looked like the worst movie ever. We've discussed We're, this before. I don't remember what, the, what with prompted the ninjas. it. Yeah. So, three like, other ladies. Yes. She and two others are like James Bond like characters. We're just gonna we're gonna gloss over that one. Did you see it? I refuse to see it. I don't want to tarnish her good name. Got it. Um things happen sometimes in careers where you just you, you make a mistake and, and things go the wrong direction. Jessica Chastain clearly did that, and, and so has Jerry Jones. You guys, Tom, how was that transition? That worked for you? That was seamless. I'm stunned by that. So, look at that. 105.3 The Fan talks to Jerry Jones on a semi-regular, or maybe just regular basis. Regular, every Tuesday, baby. When I first heard this clip, Bogish, I thought it was someone doing an impression, a parody of Jerry Jones because of what is said. But no... It turns out, like Jessica Chastain in that movie, that sadly, this is really him. The strength that I look at of our chance to win a championship is Dak and his leadership at that position. Uh, Dak brings us uh, the separator. Now, does that mean that Dak's going to win every game or make every comeback? Well, of course not. But by the same token, if you were constructing the possibility of competing for a Super Bowl, I would start right there with Dak. Let me ask you guys a question. The other day I sent an, uh, an email to a pretty famous sports writer about something unrelated to the business, and I didn't expect a response, right? And I got a really nice response back, which made me feel good about myself. And then he said, it's so nice to hear from you, Ben. He thought I was Ben Ryder. Ugh. He got me confused with the better writer, sports writer. We've all been there. Yeah. What are the odds that Jerry's just so confused that he thinks Dak Prescott is actually Patrick Mahomes, that he doesn't know who his quarterback is? No, I mean, I, I don't think he's confused. I think he legitimately believes that. He's like the parent whose kid, who's a jerk, can do no wrong. Like, he just doesn't He doesn't see it. He, he believes they're all great. This is why, if you are not a Cowboy fan, you should root for him always being— you should root for immortality for Jerry Jones, that he's always there to run things because they can't be successful with him in charge. What would that team be if they had Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes at quarterback? They, they'd be the favorite, wouldn't they? They'd be the best team in the, in the NFC right yeah. now. I mean, they'd be one of the best teams in the NFL, I think. Diesel, you're the Cowboy fan. You're the resident homer. You're the guy that got a Cowboys tattoo on your ankle and won't talk about. Where are you coming down? Are you, you going to ride with your boy Jerry? 
I'm going to ride with him to an extent. This team has a ceiling with Dak Prescott, and it's not coming out of the NFC. They cannot win the NFC with Dak Prescott. They can win a playoff game. They can make the playoffs. They're not going to win the division this year. They're actually third right now uh, behind the surprising Giants. There's a ceiling. Jerry Jones paid Dak Prescott a lot of money. And, yes, when you sign that check, you want that player to be able to lead you to a Super Bowl. You want to believe that that's the case. It's not. They had to pay him or else they they were going to have nobody. You cannot win a Super Bowl with Dak Prescott. You can't. I I don't know off the top of my head, but if you were to like tell me what the possible playoff teams are the Cowboys could play, I have trouble believing there are many that I believe the Cowboys would beat in a single play, in, in any playoff matchup. I just think it's because the NFC is so weak. And we say it's so wide open. I think that's a nice way of phrasing it. It's weak. There's not elite teams, so I think they could they could get a first round matchup that actually favors them. I would I know they're not in the picture right now. I would take the Packers over the Cowboys in a head-to-head playoff game. I would take the Niners ahead of them. I would take I mean, I don't. I mean, Bogus, don't you have to take the Giants ahead of them just based on performance this year? Well, although one of the two giant losses is to Dallas, uh, the Cowboys right now are the sixth seed, so they would play Seattle in Seattle in round one. That would be the Give matchup. Me Seattle, you're right. So, like, what is the range of game? It's like Vikings, it's Eagles, Vikings, Seahawks, and then Bucks because the Bucks are atop their division. Correct. And then Giants, Cowboys. Yeah, and then Niners. Then Niners. I In a playoff game, in which Dak Prescott knows he's playing in a playoff game, and that is a part of the reality, not a regular season game, I am taking every one of those teams over the Cowboys. So it feels like, it sounds like I'm going to end up liking Dak the most out of the three of us, and in any matchup you put him in, he's playing somebody that has somewhat similar questions. Is, do you trust Geno Smith more than Dak Prescott in a playoff game, even in uh, well, Seattle? To me, that's a toss-up. Dallas could absolutely wear a win in now. Seattle. He wears a bracelet now. <laughs> that's true. I'm going to give Geno the benefit of the doubt there because that game would be in Seattle. If that was in Dallas, I would go yeah. with Dak. Agreed. The, the Vikings-Cowboys is the matchup I want because when two objects that, that, that <laughs> Somebody's got to win. Somebody's got to win that game, right? Yeah, I'm not Kirk. A Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, sick day run up. That's going to be a lot of conversation. My goodness. I mean, all right. Yeah, I think I'd fade. I think I'd fade the Cowboys over the Vikings in that. The Vikings are a better football team. Who's the better quarterback in the playoffs, Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? Uh, by the way, we're getting Dallas in Minnesota this weekend. I forgot about that. Oh, are we? I didn't. Yeah, yeah. I haven't looked at that. So a little preview. But I just I think it feels different. I think it's different for and Kirk Cousins did not play well at the end of the game last weekend, even though they won it or didn't play extraordinary, didn't play at a level where like that guy can win you a game. Is this game going to feel that important? I think it's I think the pressure's off the Vikings right now. Well, except that the Eagles just opened the door by losing for the first time. So the Vikings at eight and one, seven straight wins, now have the ability to be the number one seed in the NFC and. I mean that you can't rest now, so they got to keep going. So I'm not sure I agree with that. All right, good. So how's how's the how's the um how's the internet speed there today, guys? Good. Non-existent. That's a zero. No no Wi-Fi in the building. 
Uh, no wife on the building, and I believe we're approaching 12 hours without an update on the Wi-Fi reclamation project. Diesel will have it. Diesel is a man with his finger on the pulse of all things CBS Sports Radio. Diesel, what is up with the with the uh, Wi-Fi blackout? Uh, the Wi-Fi is not running slowly because it is not running at all. Um, the update I have for you is that there is no update at all. One of the things that I love about you, Tom, is if I ask you a question, you are amazing <laughs> at regurgitating something that is obvious. I got to give you something. statement. I got to give you something. Tom, what do you think about the soccer? Well, the soccer is a – it's with the soccer, it is happening in a very soccer way right now. Yep, yep. When you got nothing to say at all, I'll just repeat what you said. Yeah, is that like – did you ever go through, like, political training? Did you want to be a, a congressman at some no, point? No, this is what happens when you get called out in school and you have no idea what the answer is when the teacher randomly calls on you when everyone mm. else in the class has their hand raised except for you because you have no idea what's going on. Gotcha. You just repeat what the teacher said. All right, let's do let's let's try that real quick. Uh, who are our favorites for the World Cup, and who are our dark horse teams? Bob, you go first, Diesel. Uh, my favorites for the World Cup. I'm going to go with Team USA. Why not for the World Cup? <laughs> yeah. No, dude. Okay, you know what? At least make them your dark horse. Never mind. Uh, Bogus, <laughs> do you have you thought about this at all? Uh, I was going to go with the U.S. as well. So. <laughs> all right, I'll I'll do it. I think Brazil's going to win. I want Argentina to win so Mr. Messi can can get one. And as a dark horse team, I'll go. Do the Netherlands count as a dark horse team? Um, I, I think they're be, they're beginning to be in that area. Okay, I'm gonna fade Portugal aggressively because Ronaldo is such a cancer man, such a divisive piece of not greatness. Yeah, I'll take France. By the way, I'll break your Brazil. Ooh. Conglomerate. I'll take France. That's a ridiculous roster. And um, my dark horse. And then I'm stealing this from my one soccer knowing buddy, Uruguay. 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 And you can say it properly. I think so. Uruguay. Uruguay. We'll learn it when they are raising the World Cup trophy on December 18th. Well, Diesel, as you know, um, Ronald Araujo is a part of that part of that squad, and if he can come back from injury after the group stage, Barcelona defender, that's a real big boost for that team. Really depends on the injury, though. Diesel, can you? Okay, you've heard us say you. You've said the U.S. You've heard me say France and Uruguay. You heard Bill say Brazil and the Netherlands and Portugal. Can you name any other team in the I World Cup? I was really, really fearful you guys were going to ask me this. I'm going to go with Italy. I think Italy is in there. <laughs> They're not. Oh, they man. didn't make it. They didn't make it again. <laughs> and I understand uh, why you'd think that because you were so excited when they won Euro, the Euro 2021, 20, 23, whenever it was. You were so geeked up about that, but no, they actually did not make the World Cup. So, Have you thought about going to sports media, Tom? Uh, yeah, I was told that it may work out well for me, uh, but you know, maybe not. Have you thought about researching for your job at all? Like, just <laughs> That's Italy's the fresh. question. Like, you know. No? What are I you doing? I thought Italy was good at soccer. Just not in World Cup qualifying. I thought you were good at sports. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right, no. Name any other country. Come on. Uh, Ecuador. 
I I'm stand by. Ecuador is in. There we go. In an upset. Ecuador is in. Did you just like pick a random country? You can't get Germany or England. England, always- Spain. You can't get mad at me that I picked Spain. A team that is in the World Cup. You cannot get upset by that. But Ecuador should have been your grasp at like name this. Give me a sixth team that's in. Like you didn't bang out any of the easy ones. Well, I thought Italy was an easy one. Other than Christian Pulisic, can you name another player in the World Cup? Uh, do I have till the end of the show? <laughs> you have until the end of my sentence. I mean, come on, man. Uh, no, no, I cannot. It's all right. <laughs> Let's just move on. <laughs> I mean, I just I don't even know what to sell. How are we gonna do? I guess I'm gonna do. We're gonna do a a, a preview of the World Cup on Friday, but but. You're not going to contribute? Is that kind of where we're at in that's the process? That's two days away. I have plenty of time to do a bunch of homework. No, I think that's the bit, right? You do, like, World Cup for dummies, and the oh, dummy is do- D-Cell. Who's the Assign. dummy? Why am I a dummy? I don't Assign. know. We're doing World Why are you the dummy on this topic? Can you name a World <laughs> Cup player other than Christian Pulisic? Pele? It's a, it's a bummer that we don't have, you guys don't have Wi-Fi, because I wish you could see my face <laughs> right now. I have Skype up. I'm looking at myself, and I don't like what I see. <laughs> My goodness! All right, uh, Diesel, you are doing a, a, a you're doing a, a World Series, a, a World Series, a, a World Cup. I got Cup the World Series. I will give you a World Series World preview. Cup. For, you got ten minutes to fill on Friday. You probably should do the research. I'm excited about it. Bogus is excited about it. Everyone's excited about it. We'll all sort of stew on it, and we'll get to power rankings in a second. But first, let's get a CBS Sports Radio update. From Andrew Bogus. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. You're listening to the Writer Than You podcast. Welcome back into the show. D-Cell, Tom, Pretty Daddy, my man, my friend, my buddy, my producer, can I ask you a question? You can ask me anything you want. I love that. Let's say that I presented to you the following places that I have lived. I won't do all of them, but there's four places that I've lived, and you, you, had, you had to or you got to go to one of them for like a four-day weekend. Would you choose Kansas City, Missouri, Little Rock, Arkansas, Des Moines, Iowa, or Columbia, Missouri? I'm going to go with Kansas City, Missouri, and I don't really have a good reason why. Uh, all, all, all the cities are great. Great barbecue in Kansas City. You could catch a Chiefs game. Arrowhead's amazing when they're good. They're obviously really good right now. And a, a surprisingly good food scene. I have heard the barbecue is amazing. Really, really. And they love soccer there. MLS. Really oh, big. I'll fit right in. You will be a pea in a pod, an expression I don't have to explore. Are you ready? Shall we do? Shall we Should we go down that magical journey together, Tom, that is NBA Power Rankings? Let's do it. Some will rise. Others will fall. Let the ranking begin on Writer Than You's NBA Power Rankings. 
number five. This one's tricky, man. An interesting start to the season. Give me the Denver Nuggets. They have been at least offensively utterly and completely outstanding. Diesel, don't look directly at the defense. Look away from the defense, okay? Got it. Got it. I don't want you focused on that. Uh, Nikola Jokic, two-time MVP, has been awesome. They have all kinds of depth. It's been really encouraging to see Michael Porter Jr. out there and shooting the lights out. The guy's hitting almost half of his three-point shots that he takes. He's an absolute beast machine. And he takes almost eight threes a game. Jamal Murray hasn't quite gotten his sea legs, so I think there's an upside there. They need to work on defense, but when you have one of the three best players in the NBA, and I think at this point that is what Jokic is, and you put some depth and some shooting around him, this is a team, especially in a wide-open West, that's going to compete. Number four. Give me the Atlanta Hawks here in a bit of a surprise, D-Sound. Now, in this this story that I wrote for CBSSports.com, one of my early takeaways was the Hawks are back. The team we thought they were two years ago when they made that Eastern Conference Finals run, when they beat Doc Rivers and the Sixers in the playoffs, that that fizzled out last year. They're back. They're back, baby. Love the addition of DeJounte Murray. Their defense has been surprisingly really good. And I think there's a way with some of the depth that they have to take some of the load off Trey Young and the ability to just double up on the guy and throw bodies at him. My scout that I that I had assessed the assessments didn't agree, but I like Atlanta a lot. I've liked for a long time what Travis Schlenk, the GM there, has been building. They're near the top of those very weird Eastern Conference standings. I think they're 9-5 and five right now. I just think their ceiling's legit. They had some growing pains last year, and the addition of Murray is going to make a big difference in who this team is. Number three. Don't care they've come back to earth a little bit. Don't care they've fallen a little bit in the standings. The Cleveland Cavaliers are absolutely legit. Now, we've been on this team for a long time, even before the addition of Donovan Mitchell. But Mitchell's addition hasn't just made them really, really good in this regular season, which is all we can assess. He's going to be such a game-changer for them in the playoffs because he is capable of going out and getting 30 or 40. We've seen 50 points in the playoffs. He can just do it on his own. Evan Mobley is an absolute stud. I love that guy's upside. They've got multiple potential superstars. When you throw, I think that guy is a superstar. When you throw him in, Darius Garland just had a 50-point night. And obviously Donovan Mitchell, there's all kinds of depth. They've got some guys that are veterans. They are top three offense and defense right now. The Cavs are legit. Number two. There's only two elite teams in the NBA right now, and one of them is the Milwaukee Bucks. Now, Giannis Antetokounmpo is a huge part of why that is. I think he's going to win multiple championships over the course of his career. They have the best defense in the NBA. The thing that hasn't worked, the thing that, that just isn't clicking right now is their offense. But Giannis can make up for a lot of shortcomings on the offensive side. That's just the way that it is when you've got, and I don't think this is much of a a statement, the best player in the world. They're still waiting on Chris Middleton getting back and being a huge part of what they do. The fact that they're this good, that they're this dominant, that they're this effective in the regular season without one of their main guys just showcases how good this team is. Number one. Hey, Boston Celtics. A little bit of a a rocky start, didn't play defense early on. It was clearly, I think, an emotional hangover from the Ime Udoka, what feels like forever suspension. It's technically a one-year suspension. Joe Mazzula steps in, really, really well-regarded young head coach, and they have been 
awesome ever since. They had the best offense in the NBA. Their defense has been markedly better. Jason Tatum's a stud. You already know who this team is and what they're about because last year made that NBA Finals run. The addition of an absolute stone-cold shooter in Malcolm Brogdon, a guy that made the 50-40-90 club a few years ago when it, all the way back in his Milwaukee days, is an I think unheralded weapon that's really significant for a team that was a couple games away from NBA championship. They are by far for me the best team in a very crowded NBA picture. Honorable mention. I mean, I probably shouldn't have put Portland and Utah in the mix, and I want to believe I actually wrote about the Jazz in this column over at CBSSports.com. I just, they just, they, the Jazz actually play offense and defense. The, the Trailblazers don't really play a lot of D. I'm just not there yet. All right, that's it. That's a very fast power rankings. Remember, Tom DeCelestino doing a World Cup tell-all for you in two days. Before that, in just a few minutes, Houston Nuts can talk college football with us here on CBS Sports Radio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 